Pulling up to Mickey D's just for drinks? Oh yeah, that's me. Nothing extra, just perfection and a straw. Coming in hot for the coldest cups on the block. Because there are drinks. Then there are drinks from McDonald's. Mix things up with any size lemonade or sweet tea for $1.49. Perfect with our classic fries. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. While every other pizza company out there is trying new things on top of their pizza, Papa John's just flipped pizza night on its head by doing something completely new on the bottom. Introducing the new crispy parm pizza with a layer of buttery toasted Parmesan cheese baked on the underside of our signature thin crust. That's because we know the first thing your tongue touches when you take a bite is the bottom. So try the new crispy parm pizza from Papa John's. It's living awesome. Harmonize with me and hold me tight all through the night. You're shining bright. I'm your oyster, baby. You're my pearl. Welcome to the Friendship Onion. Yes, we love, a, we love a raucous room. Thanks for being a raucous room. Everybody's drunk by the looks of things, Don. How's it going? Boston. Yeah, Boston, you threw the first... You've had an amazing time here. You threw the first pitch out of the Boston Red Sox. Did anyone see that? Did very well from the... Uh, from the pitcher's mound. I did, I went up on the mound and I threw it and it just made it. <laughs> but you did make it. I did make it. And Sean, Mr. Astin, who I think has probably thrown a first pitch out maybe five or six times, said to Billy, you can move forward. <laughs> and no, no one will really know that's what people do. You move forward about five or six feet and then you get an easy way to do it. And Billy said, no, 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 no. No, no. I'm going to go pro. And you went pro. I said, I've watched movies with baseball, and the guys always throw it from that little hill. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know why that hill's there, but they did say, do you, do you know why people don't do it from the hill? Go on. Because when you're throwing it from the hill, if you're not used to it, the mound, they call it. The mound, the pitcher's mound. Yeah. It means you're throwing it down a hill. Oh, right, yeah. See, I never thought of that. And I think that's why a lot of times when people throw it, it bounces. Because it's not actually that far. Right. Everybody talks like you're throwing it to the moon. They're like, will you make it? Mm, yeah. I was like, oh, how far is it? Yeah. <laughs> when, when we were in New York, like months ago, doing Colbert, we were, yeah, with Sean. Elijah was uh, expecting his second child, so he, he couldn't be with us. But we were talking at that point about throwing a pitch out. And yeah. Sean was like, you'll never do it. It's 60 feet. And we were like, well, how far away is 60 feet? And he was like, see that building over there? And we're like, what? That can't be. And I asked Billy, and he was like, no, it's just like at the end of that little thing right there. So. Yes, yeah, it's, it's not actually that far, but everybody makes such a big thing of it that you start to panic. And you're like, oh, and then I watched videos of people doing it and they were throwing it that way. And, yeah. And it would bounce and stop. Like, 50, 50 you know, Cent is famous for doing a terrible one, right? And Conor McGregor. Although you did tell me, a, you did tell a lie to me. What did I say? Because before I'd seen it, I said to Billy, will you make this move? Oh, yeah. <laughs> and Billy said, oh, yeah, I did it. I did it. And I went, oh, great. I look forward to seeing that move. You didn't make that move. I didn't make that move. <laughs> 
No, I basically tossed it like that. <laughs> I just, I wanted it to go at the home plate, you know, I didn't want it to go over there. Yeah, no, It was my main thing. Yeah, yeah, of course. And I didn't want it to bounce. But I'd forgotten, you, you, did, you did that, you threw the first pitch out, but there's something else that you did in Boston that was really... I went, I went to Amazing. the museums and all that. I yeah, went and learned the history. No, I think that was, uh, I think that was it. I, I, I was in New York and then I came here for a day and uh, I like, I, I kind of, I kind of fell in love with America again by being in, no, like not that I fell out of love with America, but there's a lot of like, there's a lot of stuff going on, mm. you know. You're on a break. You know, I was on. I wasn't on a break, but, <laughs> but going to these museums and history and learning about it and and the tea party and and Britain coming with all these boats and and this new country trying to invent itself and be brilliant and and you know like like some some um, some British troops killed some Bostonians. Right. I don't even know if they're called Bostonians, but I think that's a brilliant word if they're not. They are. Good, they should be. <laughs> and uh, uh, and uh, John Adams, I think, was the lawyer for the British guys. So they're, they're basically saying, you came here, you killed our people, but we will try and and support you in the courts. Amazing. You know what I mean? Yeah, that's was, they were trying to build a brilliant country, and that is a brilliant country, mm. but there's just some, there's a few waves at the moment. <laughs> As but, with all countries. But looking back at the history, it's amazing, you know? Yeah, incredible. Peeling the onion. Should we do a bit of housekeeping? Housekeeping! Why is it fun of you? Right, go on, Bills, you read this first one. Wait a minute, I'm not going to my glasses on, Tom, I can't see Great, because these first two questions are from people in Boston, so we're really see, on brand Johnny Clues is quite good yeah, at that, on isn't, it, he? isn't he? Yeah. He's really on it just now. I yeah. don't know if he stopped drinking or what he's doing, yeah. but <laughs> everything seems to be going very smoothly. So, Megan M from Boston. Any Megan M's in? Oh, there's a Megan M. Let me tell... Is, is this, this your the Megan M? Let's find out. Did you send anything in about the Irish community? No, no. it's not you then. <laughs> do, you, do you know what, Megan? You've really missed a trick there because you could have just said yes and no, no one would have known. And we, you'd have been famous. Yeah, Tom, anyway. This is a good one for you, actually. Is it? Hey, guys. I'm sure that you know that Boston has a massive Irish community. Wondering what your favourite places are to visit in Ireland or favourite foods of Ireland or any funny Irish travel stories. Mm. Well, you've been in Ireland quite a lot, haven't yeah, you? Yeah, Monaghan, very strong Irish name, of which I'm sure there's quite a few Monaghans here. Yeah. Um, a lot of my family are in Galway, which obviously I've been to. Was lucky enough to work in Dublin Last year. And what were you making, Dom? I was making a show called Moonhaven, Billy. Yeah. Is anyone watching Moonhaven? It's On AMC Plus. I actually bought AMC Plus just to watch it. Yeah. What a, what a night you had with me it's, watching the first episode. I loved it. Yeah. And I, ha I haven't watched the rest yet, and I hear you get your butt out. I do. I get my uh, buttocks out for, I think... Both of them? Yeah, both of them, yeah. I think... <laughs> For episode three. That was a strange day at work. Oh, talk me through it, Dom. 
Well, they give you options of what you... Because you, you, you had to be naked, do you know what I mean? So I said, okay, how's it work? And they said, well, we'll give you... I think they call it something like a modesty shroud or something. A shroud? Oh, you're making me feel like Jesus here. That and makes it sound as if your willies died. Yeah. <laughs> Which, you know, well, we'll talk about that later. No, the doctor said it's fine. I got some lotion and it's, it's clearing up. Um, so, so I was like, okay, so, so what are my options? And they said, your options are... <laughs> He said, your options are, we'll put like a little, like a gym towel around you, which, which you know, you, you basically have to hold on to because there's no, there's not enough uh, of the rest of the towel to like, you know, wrap it around and do that yeah. cool kind of, you know, knot thing at the side, yeah. and, you know, like <laughs> cocky and stuff. So I was like, okay, that's a bit weird. And then they, and I said, what's the other option? And the other option, which I went for, which I honestly think was probably the worst option, was we have a, we have a flesh-coloured bag, essentially. Like a shopping bag? Uh, it's more like, um, you know, like when you get like a bag of walnuts for Christmas. Yeah, lovely. It's like that. Right. But this is flesh-coloured. Right. And you, you put, you know, your stuff in there. Right. Cram it in into the corners and stuff. And then, and then the way that it attaches is there's a piece of like adhesive tape that goes, I know, that, that, that kind of sticks to your skin just below your belly button. And then the other bit goes in between your bum cheeks and then goes up and attaches to the small of your back. Again, with tape. So I was like, all right, let me try it. So I tried it and then Obviously, as soon as you let it go, right. the gravity of your genitalia, which, yeah. which is usually heading south, not yeah. always. No. Usually heading in a southerly direction, pushes the tape off within, I would say, less than 15 seconds. So I was like, well, this, this doesn't, doesn't work. So it didn't, it didn't work, you know. So essentially, I just came out and said, I'm just going to do the towel thing. And they said, all right. And then, you know, the, the kind of, it's weird once the camera rolls, you, you feel a little invincible, don't you? Yeah, yeah. Like when I was doing Wild Things, the amount of stuff I did during Wild Things when the camera was rolling, where you just think, I'm fine here, I'm, I'm not going to die because yeah. I'm on camera. And you're like, well, you could still definitely die. <laughs> just means they're going to record it now, which is even worse. And then, they, you know, they go, and action, and you just drop you the just towel drop and walk out. And I would never do that. I'm quite prudish about my... I know you are, my, strangely. Yeah, nakedness. Because um, I've been, I'm sure we've all been at like whatever parties, pool parties or whatever, where they're like, hey, we're all going skinny dipping or, or, or midsummer. I was lucky enough to go to a midsummer in Sweden. And again, everyone having a few drinks. And then our lovely host said, okay, at this point, everyone takes all their clothes off and we all go jump in the lake and then jump in a sauna. And it was like old people, like <laughs> 80, 80 year old men and women. Yeah all the way down, which for me was when it got kind of weirder, all the way down to like six, seven-year-old kids. I know. And they were like, we all as a community get naked and we all jump in the lake. And I said, well, when you say all, I'm just going to correct you there because I'm English and I'm just going to sit here and continue to drink vodka and you guys can do it. And there's a, there was a great freedom to that. 
but I, I didn't do it. I've, ne- I've never been invited to a party where people said, let's get naked and jump in a lake. I got the- naked once in a, in a film, uh, Tom. Yeah. And, uh, and it, it was in a, like a changing room in a swimming pool. And I, I, it was called uh, On a Clear Day. And I had lovely, to, uh, someone seen it. Yeah, and I, I, I had women's underwear on for reasons I'll tell you later. For, but the, you mean the character did? Character did. Right. And I had to take off these pants and the thing. Mm. So they, they, you know, they make a thing of it, don't they? They're like, ooh, and it's a closed set and no one's allowed in the set except for people that have to. Just a cameraman, one person on sound and the actors and no one else is allowed in that room. And you're like, oh, good, good. And uh, so we did like three or four takes of me taking these women's underwear off mm. and uh, being naked. And I thought, do you think? I said, can I look at the shot just to see how it looks, kind of thing? So I went into the next room where they, they were, you know, the directors watching it on a TV and everybody else in the set. <laughs> it's just like that, having coffee and smoking cigarettes and that. Oh, there it is. You're like, what, what's the point of having a closed set if everybody's just watching it on TV? Yeah, yeah. Very strange. Very strange. Well, to finish off that question, wait, so Ireland, yeah. Oh, yeah, wait a minute. We never got to Ireland, yeah. We're just yet. going to be naked. So, sorry, Megan. Oh, no, it wasn't you. Um, now a word from our sponsor, BetterHelp. It can be tough to train your brain to stay in a problem-solving mode when faced with a challenging life. But when you learn how to find your own solutions, there's no better feeling. A therapist can help you become a better problem solver, making it easy to accomplish your goals, no matter how big or how small. That's right, Dom. Sometimes you just need to speak to someone about your problems. Otherwise, you keep them inside and you can spiral into that problem rather than thinking about, well, how am I going to fix this? And it's great to talk to friends and family, but sometimes there's nothing better than speaking to a professional, and that's what BetterHelp does very, very well. Absolutely. If you're thinking of giving therapy a try, BetterHelp is a great option. It's convenient, accessible, affordable, and entirely online. You can get matched with a therapist after filling out a brief survey and switch therapists anytime you like. When you want to be a better problem solver, therapy can get you there. Visit betterhelp.com slash onion today and get 10% off your first month. That's better, H-E-L-P.com slash onion. Your business can't keep waiting for your dream hire to sweep you off your feet. How do you find them right now? You need Indeed. Indeed is the hiring platform where you can attract, interview, and hire all in one place. Mm -hmm. Don't spend hours on multiple job sites looking for candidates with the right skills when you can do it all with Indeed. Find top talent fast with Indeed's suite of powerful hiring tools like Indeed Instant Match, assessments, and virtual interviews. Hate waiting? Indeed's US data shows over... 80% of Indeed employers find quality candidates whose resumes on Indeed matches their job description the moment they sponsor a job. Fantastic. Mm. Yeah, I mean, if your responsibility at a business is to be hiring people and you're on a computer, you can sometimes have 10 windows open up of people and do they do this and do they do that. Indeed brings it all together. They make it as simple as possible. It's absolutely fantastic. The right candidate is doing everything they can to find you. And if you use Indeed, you can be sure you're doing everything you can to find them too. 
Finding great talent doesn't have to be a second job. You can reclaim your time and find the talent fast with Indeed. Indeed knows when you're growing your own business, you have to make every dollar count. That's why when you sponsor a job, you only pay for quality applications from resumes in our database matching your job description. Visit indeed.com slash onion to start hiring now. Just go to indeed.com slash onion. Indeed.com slash onion. Terms and conditions apply. Cost per application. Pricing not available for everyone. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Uh, Favourite place in Ireland. So Galway, fantastic. Dublin, where I was lucky enough to be working and going back again for season two. I really like Kilkenny. Really like Cork. Favourite foods of Ireland? Soda. Soda bread. And Irish butter. Oh, a good pint of Guinness. Good pint of Guinness. Oh, yeah. It takes about it takes about thirty minutes to pour that stuff. Yeah. I went to a bar in uh, Dublin once, and uh, I said, "Oh, I said this is the best Guinness in the world. Eh? Can I can I have a pint of Guinness?" And he says, "Do you want a, a slow one or a fast one?" I was like, "Oh, so it's got to be a slow one, hasn't it? I mean, if you're here." And he goes, "Okay." And he started pouring. It. He said, "Do you want a fast one while you're waiting?" <laughs> <laughs> Oh, that's lovely. All right. Hey, well, thank you, Megan. Yeah. I was once on tour in Ireland and I went to Belfast. That's in Northern Ireland, you see. Ooh, Belfast. And uh, there's a part of Belfast uh, or outside Belfast where they have the Giant's Causeway. Yeah. And it's these amazing stones. It's unbelievable. And then if you get to the other side of the water, you're in Scotland and those stones are there as well. And they told us a story about two giants back in the day, two, an Irish giant and a Scottish giant who hated each other and they had a fight. And that's what, they broke the, the giant's causeway and that's why it's only in both sides and not right across from wow. Scotland to Ireland. And I made a little film about it mm. with the people who were on the cast and I'll find it and I'll stick it in the YouTube mm. for um, the Friendship Onion. Yeah. As, uh, I, as I remember it, it was quite funny. And because it was giants, I used all my knowledge of special effects I learned from Lord of the Rings. Oh, brilliant. <laughs> yeah, I remember seeing some lovely photos from that uh, yeah. shoot, from that film shoot. Yeah. It is, it is an amazing natural phenomenon. I've never been to the Giants' Causeway. It's amazing. It's, we couldn't go anywhere because obviously COVID, we're still in a little bit of lockdown the last time. So I had asked, can I, can I go to Manchester to watch, you know, some football games and see some family and they said unfortunately no and I said can I drive yeah. anywhere in Ireland yeah. and they were like we'd rather that you didn't because I really wanted to go to Belfast because that's a it's fantastic amazing. city a lot of history and if Moon- Moonhaven goes to a second season then... please come visit me and maybe mm-hmm. we'll put you in the show alright I'm going to um... here's another question from Sarah C in Boston is Sarah C here now remember anyone can be Sarah C at this point <laughs> even you sir <laughs> Anyway, Sarah C says, I'm a high school history teacher. You love history. You As you might know, the Boston Tea Party happened here, which kick-started the course of events that escalated to the Revolutionary War. Sorry, given that you're both from the UK and all. What's, <laughs> what's the famous or your favourite piece of English-Scottish history that you might have learned in school that completely changed the course of history? Oh, that's a big one, that. It's a very big one. That changed the course of change. Well, everything changes the course of history. Good point, it? good point. Like this right now. It's the, it's the butterfly effect, isn't it? This is changing all your lives. Mm. And, and you, you guys nodding is changing the way that we're acting right now. So yeah, you guys so. are now also changing history. 
I, like instinctually, I don't know how much it changed history, but I think it did something. There's a relatively iconic now football, or as you guys say, soccer ball <laughs> uh, game that occurred during the Second World War on, I believe, Christmas Eve, where the uh, Allied troops and the German officers agreed to not fire on each other. Uh, over the course of a few hours and instead played a game of football, which I think is just a, a, an incredibly beautiful and romantic kind of notion about the Second World War. And then the day after, they all started killing each other. <laughs> <laughs> Merry Christmas. But that, <laughs> Merry Christmas, sir. But up to that one day. That yeah. is profoundly something very beautiful Yeah, about they that. should have just stopped it there. That would have been good. Yeah. Um, yeah. I, I, I'm Scottish. I don't know if you've noticed. But um, in Scotland, uh, they, we, do, we, do, we don't really get our history because we were um, invaded and taken over by the English here. Oh, yeah, sorry. And, uh, so, <laughs> so we get all the English history and stuff. And uh, one story, a Scottish story that I really loved was um, uh, Robert, Robert the Bruce, I think. No, Bonnie Prince Charlie was uh, trying to work out how to get Scotland back from the English. And he went off to uh, the Isle of Skye and he was sort of hiding in a cave where everybody was trying to kill him. And he thought, I can't, I can't do this anymore. You know, we've tried hard and uh, just can't do it. And he watched a little spider making a web and he'd make it and he'd get almost to the end and it, the web would break and the, the spider would go back and start again. And then it'd break and it'd go back. And that's where the saying comes from, the if at first you don't succeed, try, try again. And that was um, Bonnie Prince Charlie. Lovely that. It's yeah, nice that, lovely. isn't it? Yeah, I like that a lot. Got to do this one. Well, yeah. Ale Alejandra. This is Alejandra from Salem. 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 Mm. Salem. You fix you, you fix that before I fix myself. Yeah. Salem, that's in Massachusetts, mm. which is a difficult difficult state. So, what? There's one in Hampshire as is well, two, of course. Yeah. Is that New Hampshire? Oh, Old Hampshire. <laughs> Salem. Yeah, witches. Here in Salem, we're known for our witches. Yeah. If you could put a spell on each other, what would it be? <laughs> and here's a bonus. What's your favorite movie witches? Does Galadriel qualify as a witch? Oh, I don't think Galadriel's a witch. Is well, she? that's that's three Elvin, questions. Elvin Princess. What is a sort? witch? You know, what is a witch? I mean, I know she had gone through that moment of like, if I had the ring and stuff got dark, I could potentially. Yeah. Look I like would this. be as powerful and strong as a which is which is much more witchy at that point. But I wouldn't necessarily class Galadriel as a witch. Um, I kind of like the idea of witches because I think you know we you know as as the way history has gone, men have been in power for a long time, and I think it's time for women to be in power, right? But. Here's the, here's the little bit of this. For women to get in power, real power just now, I feel like they have to sometimes be too masculine. And we don't want, we want them to be more witchy. 
You know, I want them to be feminine. But and, that, that strong you know, femininity, yeah. 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 But not have to wear trouser suits and yeah. I've got to be a man to be a powerful woman. Yeah. You know, I just, we need more feminine energy I mean, Beyonce, and more Beyonce witchy. Beyonce's very, very powerful and very yeah. feminine. Yeah. I, mean, I, I totally uh, agree with you on that one. But um, Dom, if you were to put a spell on me... Put a spell on you... I was lovely, that. Thank you. I was good, that. Well, I thought... I, right. I've not thought this through because it's the first time I'm reading this question, but my thing would be, because you do, you do point at me a lot. <laughs> my spell would be, when you point at me... Yeah. Another miniature hand comes out. Right. And then an index finger comes out of that hand and continues to point into infinity until you stop pointing at me. I'd like that. So it would just. I'd like that. Because then you would calm it down with the pointing. Because there's a lot of accusatory pointing. Did you eat my breakfast? Have you given me that $20 you owe me? That would be my spell. What about it's you? Quite good. It's quite good. You try and make like me that. more beautiful. I, you know what I would spell? I would give you the spell of being able to understand and talk to all animals. Oh, great. Great. I don't th- it's a good spell. I don't think we'd ever see you again. That wasn't the reason for the spell. I think you'd just be strolling about the garden, talking to ants and all that. Squirrels and stuff. Yeah, why are you all in a row? Well, we're all following him. Well, who's he? He's at the front. Oh. <laughs> well, if he was at the front, then we'd follow him. All right. <laughs> Do you like the smell of lemon? Oh, no. <laughs> we were talking last night, weren't we, briefly about nature and all that kind of stuff. And, like, it is, it is kind of, like, the closest thing to, like, a quote-unquote spiritual practice for me, that connection to nature. So that's a wonderful spell. Yeah, I thought that was good. Probably better than a hand coming out of my finger and then a finger. <laughs> but maybe not. I think we go over the page now, because I think we, we... Well, why don't we take one or two questions here, What well, should we do that? If because there's it. people here. Yeah, come on. If anyone's got a question, of course. I didn't oh. want to be so presumptuous. Well, Hello. Well, what's your name and where'd you come from? Becca from Manchester, New Hampshire. From Manchester, New Hampshire. Oh, brilliant. We're not very original with our names. Um. Right. <laughs> there's a weird, sorry to, to, to stop you there for a second. There's a weird thing in the United States where sometimes if you go into like Bed Bath & Beyond, for instance, or something like that, all the linens... And the, and the bedsheets are called Manchester. And that's because, obviously, Manchester was famous for creating textiles. Yeah. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah. So that section in the, in the shop is like, oh, the Manchester section. I was always yeah, they're like, all what? condos now. Oh, is that right? <laughs> bed, bed, Bath & Beyond got me as soon as I arrived. Brilliant shop. Oh, my God. <laughs> yeah. Any store that says, and 20% off. Join us today during the Jeep Celebration event. Right now, get 20% below MSRP for an average of 15178 under MSRP on the purchase of a 2023 Jeep Grand Cherokee Overland 4xe or Summit 4xe. Not compatible with lease offers or with any other consumer incentive of offers. 15178 average based on 20% below average MSRP from all 2023 Grand Cherokee Overland 4xe and Summit 4xe models and dealer stock. Residency restrictions apply. Take retail delivery from dealer stock by 4-1. Jeep is a registered trademark. Waiting on a tax return? Hopefully it ends up in your hands. Fraudulent tax returns due to identity theft increased by 30% in 2023. If you're in a bind this tax season, LifeLock can help. Our U.S.-based restoration specialists are experts dedicated to helping solve your identity theft issues. And all LifeLock plans are backed by the Million Dollar Protection Package. So we'll reimburse you up to the limits of your plan if you lose money due to identity theft. Help protect your information this tax season with LifeLock. Save up to 25% your first year at LifeLock.com aware. 
Yeah. I'm like, what? yeah, yeah, brilliant. I'll buy everything here because right. everything is twenty percent off. Yeah, it's fantastic. Anyway, where is New Hampshire, Tom? Oh, if my hand was say, for instance, yeah. the United States of America. Yeah. Over here is California. Yeah. My thumb is Florida. Florida. Up here we have New York. Mm. Water, water. Canada, mm. Mexico. <laughs> mm. Where is New Hampshire? I don't know. Um. <laughs> well, thinking, for instance, we were in Boston. Yeah. And may, what was your... Becky? Becca. 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 See, for instance, Becca hasn't travelled that far. Oh, OK. All right. <laughs> I'm going to say... Here. Little, little over. Keep here. going. Keep going north until you hit The other mountain. way. Th what, this way? Oh! No, that, that, oh. Uh, that, it's quite tickling. Up, up, up. There you go. Is it? Yeah. Close. I mean, oh. come on. Pretty close. Cool. It's Thanks quite hard help. around here. There's a lot of little ones. Yeah, there's tiny states around here. Anyway. I remember when my son had a jigsaw of the United States. And all around this bit's the hardest bit because there's a lot of little bits, a lot of little pieces. Yeah. It's all right when you go further in, the big blocks, spring, boom, boom. But all around here, oh, there's a lot of history it's going on. Stuff like it's off. Becca! Becca! So my question's for Billy. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> well, I love you both in Lord of the Rings, of course, but I recently I saw you in season four of Outlander where you played one of Brianna's suitors. Yes. And my question is, did, have you read the Outlander books before you did, took that role? Oh, that's a good question. Dominic? <laughs> <laughs> I tell you what, I read the first one. It's filthy, is it? <laughs> is there a lot of, like, public sex and stuff like oh, that? Okay. Yeah. I tell you what it is, this woman's got a husband, I mean, they're not getting on too well. Mm. She touches a stone. Hey, there's a big Scottish guy on a horse. <laughs> She's what? Like that. In the stone? No, she gets, travels through the stone. Oh. Not everyone can. Right. The big Scottish guy on a horse can't. Right. <laughs> He's stuck where he is. Right. But she's then in, in rural Scotland with this big guy. Yeah. Intense and all And that. no one will know, no one will know. Yeah. <laughs> so you've not read the books? No. <laughs> I, no I, read, I, I did read the first one, and then I skipped ahead to Forbes, to be honest. Um, but uh, I did, I really enjoyed it. I don't know why I didn't continue. I think because I, I was filming it quite soon. So I was just like, oh, I need to get through this. So I haven't went back and, um, and, and finished the rest, but I will. They're, uh, they're great stories. They're <laughs> you great you stories. did a good job. Oh, thank you very much. Thank and you. his hair. Oh, his hair in that project. I love you with a ponytail. Oh, yeah? You've never had one in real life, have you? Well, not since 1984. It really, it genuinely suits you that. And my mum and dad said the same thing. They said, that's the best hair that I've ever seen on Billy. I said, you do realise that's not real hair. That's well, I don't Billy's think, hair. I think my pony do, days, pony... Pony do, days. Try and say that for me, would you? Ponytail wearing days. Ponytail wearing days are gone. I'm sorry. Really. That's all right. Hey, look, you look, hey, look we're wearing the same T-shirt. I like your taste in shirts. Thanks yeah. for your support. Thanks for everyone's support for wearing Friendship on Your Merch. It's very yes, sweet. thank you. And Iron Maiden, of yes. course. <laughs> what, what's your name, sir, and where'd you come from? Uh, my name is Dylan, and I am from Pennsylvania. <laughs> That's about right, yeah. <laughs> it's, uh, 
near your thumb line, yeah. Well, uh, or your, uh, sorry, your wrist. Yeah, oh, down, down about yeah. here. East Coast, yeah. Right. The start of my lifeline. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. That's what we're known for. Right, yeah. <laughs> uh, my question was, have you ever considered doing a Gene and Denver Dave edition of Eat the World? Oh, that would be a fun one. Well, we'd have to look at the ages of who's in the room. <laughs> we enjoy Gene and Denver Dave, and I think uh, Billy and I do Gene and Denver Dave quite a lot, but honestly... We, we always wanted and continue to want the, the podcast to be something that anyone can listen to. And there has been a few times where, you know, mums and dads have said, it's funny, but unfortunately, <laughs> you know, the kids are saying, why are there 15 bleeps in 10 seconds? And we're like, <laughs> we get it. So, I mean, maybe. Yeah, I think we should. I think we should probably do. Do it as an extra, maybe. Yeah, we'll do some extras for Gene and Denver Dave. I do like Gene and Denver Dave. Yeah, they're I think we all do. Cool. (laughs) Thank you. Thanks, Dylan. It was awesome to talk to you. Thanks. Hey, thanks very much. Another Friendship Onion t-shirt. How's it going? So comfortable. Oh, there you go. Thank you. Not paid. Just Not not paid. Not paid. Freedom of speech there. Freedom of speech. I'm Catherine from Rhode Island. Um, I know you guys love our coffee milk. <laughs> to be honest, I don't really like it either. Anyway, uh, I have a quick question for both of you, if that's okay. Uh, individually, separate. Um, Billy, you've talked about how you love dancing, which I love because I'm a dancer, have yes. for 20 years. What is that like? Do you just like put on music and groove or? Yeah, totally. Uh, normally the kitchen, I've got, um, you know, Sonos. Where you, it's like speakers you can put around the house and then you choose where you want the music. Yeah. So it's normally kitchen in the morning and uh, definitely on pancake days. Days when I make pancakes because that takes a bit of time. And then I just put on something uh, and then then I start to dance. And my favourite thing when I'm dancing is if I find a new move that I've never done before. Woo! Then I'll just repeat it and repeat it. And then I'll shout on my wife and say, you want to try this? And get her to try the move. Because if she sees the move, she'll do the move. So I love that. The only thing that sometimes goes wrong is my son's got a Sonos in his bedroom. And sometimes I accidentally press that one. (laughs) So I'll, you know, I'll have on, you know, music from Saturday Night Fever or something at 6.30 in the morning. He's not too happy about that. I love, yeah. I love it. And uh, during COVID, obviously, when the, when the lockdown was pretty strict, I wasn't seeing Billy at all. And uh, Billy would send me the occasional kind of dance my way because, yeah, because he knows that I liked it. And to be honest, sometimes I would text Billy and say, I'm kind of having a bit of a rough day. I'm, in, I'm, I'm having a, a bad time. I wasn't. I was fine. <laughs> because I knew if I said that, an, an hour or so later, he'd be like, okay, watch me do an electric boogaloo for you, <laughs> which is brilliant. So I've saved all those, and that might be another thing that we get out on the Friendship Onion. It's a good idea. Billy dancing uh, in a happy fashion is a wonderful thing. Okay, quick question for you now. Um, I love all your work that I've seen, but Wild Things tops the list. Oh, nice. Learned so many things about so many cool animals. I'm curious, um, what was the most challenging Wild Things adventure and what was your favorite? If you can pick, if you can. Yeah, there's a lot that, I mean, anytime I'm working with animals, it's amazing. You know, I I used to be kind of a a night owl and then have become an early riser. But even when I was still a night owl and did not enjoy getting up early in the morning, waking up early in the morning for animals was something that I would just spring out of bed to do. I just absolutely loved it. And still do to this day. It's, it's, 
it's a real like bonus kind of thing in my life. Um, most challenging, I guess you could look at it in different ways in terms of like what was the closest that I was to being in genuine kind of peril and danger. We, you know, we were almost, my entire crew was almost all trampled by an African elephant, which was genuinely really scary. I was not the slowest in the group, so I remember thinking, well... <laughs> was Frank? <laughs> probably going to get Frank first, and then Dave, and then it's Mike, and then it's probably me, so... <laughs> as soon as I hear Mike in trouble, then I really need to get my skates on, but... That was scary. And then in terms of most dangerous, I mean, like, the Irukandji jellyfish, which you could argue is, like, the most venomous animal on the planet. You know, we were in the open ocean with these creatures just in front of your face, and if a, if a current hits you or hits the jellyfish in a way that you weren't expecting and it comes towards your mask and, you know, gets on your face, you, you can easily be dead in, you know, less than a minute. And um, so that was kind of interesting. Black Mamba's interesting. Black Mamba's the most intelligent snake I've worked with. I mean, you know, reptiles are intelligent in different ways, but a lot of them don't tend to show it too often. But with the black mamba, um, you can, I, I could watch it problem solving in real time. So I was holding it by its tail, obviously, to keep it close to me. And it was, you could see it going, okay, I can't go left because there's someone there. And I can't go that way because he's got hold of my tail. Now I could bite his hand and then I could, you can see it kind of like, kind of like figuring stuff out and it started to look over my shoulder and I said to the snake handler that I was also working with I was like how come it's looking over my shoulder I've never seen a snake not look just directly at me and the handler's saying it's trying to figure out once it bites you and you're incapacitated and now you can't move you can't you know there's nothing else you can do what is ahead of it as a potential for escape and stuff they're just a very very smart animal so I think those are the most challenging. And then favorites, they're all, my f they're all really hard to pick because hanging around with dangerous animals is a real thrill to me and, and something that I love. Um, I don't know. I mean, swimming with whale sharks was pretty special. I mean, it, it literally like came over to me and the person who we were working with was like, you're not legally allowed to kind of touch them. You know, they have to do their own thing. We're like, okay. So I'm just like in the water with my hands up like this and it came over to me and like lent its dorsal fin next to me. Yeah, it was amazing and slowed down. And so my hand's like this. And as soon as my hand held onto its dorsal fin, then it started to pick up speed. But it's never moving its tail in a really drastic fashion to harm you. It's just slightly moving its tail because it's like, well, I've got a human on my back. And I was like, this is incredible that this animal is so sensitive to my needs, you know. So I think that was kind of standout. Wow. Thanks. Thank you guys Thanks. for being Thank here. Thank you. Hi. Hi. I'm Julia. I'm from Washington, D.C. Great. Uh, Billy, it was awesome seeing you at AwesomeCon a couple years ago when you came down and, and, and did the convention. So it's nice to see you again. Was that Washington? Yes, it was Washington. Washington, D.C. D.C. You know, we had fun saying Maryland and Maryland and all that. Yes. yes. And um, Washington, D.C. isn't a state, right? Not right now, no. Okay, okay. there you go. Mm -hmm. um, so my question is, who was the easiest to pull a prank on on the Lord of the Rings set? Because it seemed last night at the special panel that most of us got to go to, which was amazing. Um, you had fun winding up both uh, Sean and Elijah, even before getting on stage. So who, it doesn't have to be either one unless it is, but yeah. who was the easiest to pull a prank on on the Lord of the Rings set? I mean, the, Sean and Elijah are both like child's play on yeah <laughs> no they are 
Uh, adorable about... people, and that's one of the most adorable things about them is they just take you on your word. But you know, yeah. I, Billy and I can just say anything, and they'll be like, "Really?" You go. I would yeah. say probably mostly Elijah. I think mostly I think Elijah. Elijah yeah. likes to think that people are telling them the truth. Yeah. You can also Which read each other's minds. Lovely. Because so. <laughs> Sean you... didn't Sean believe you that you could read each other's minds? I know. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, he did, he did believe that. And like Billy said, he was backing us. When people come over and go, well, that's not possible. It's Telepathy's not really been proven. He was like, but these guys can do it. I've seen it. It's a, it's a strange thing because like with the European, let's say, let's just take the fellowship, for example. With the European members of the fellowship, of which I would put Vigo in there because obviously he has Danish heritage, spent a lot of time in Spain and stuff. You, you can't do that with Vigo. You just can't. He, he, he just kind of looks at you like... You're fucking with me, right? You, yeah. Sean Bean, the same. Yeah. Ian McKellen, the same. But when you move over to the people from the United States, there's a, there's a, there's a wonderful, I, I, I genuinely do think it's a wonderful personality trait as a sweeping generalization in the country is that you guys do tend to take people on their word. You're like, okay, if that's what you're saying, then we're going to trust that that's true. And it's generally not with you and I. No, no. Which is absolutely lovely. I remember there was a publicity, the head of publicity girl, Claire, uh, and she met you one morning when you went into work and morning, morning, Tom, morning, where's Billy? And he said, Billy's dead. And, <laughs> and she was like, oh my God. Yeah, she? yeah, she was devastated. And head, head of publicity, so she's like, we, we gotta put something out, we gotta, <laughs> what time, what time, what happened, what happened? I was like, no, no, he's not really dead. <laughs> Just a joke. Uh, anyway, thank you for your question. Thank you. Billy. Yeah, filthy as always. I think, I think we don't have time for a tongue twister. I think we probably just have to eat the world. We have to eat the We can't come in Boston and not Let's eat, eat the, the world. world. Billy and Dom eat the world. Now look at this, ladies and gentlemen. Guys, we're eating cannolis. Cannolis. Hey, you thank, cannolis. Thank you so much. Cannolis. I had no idea that the cannoli was a thing from Boston, but Boston, I guess it is. So we're, we're actually doing two warring cannolis. Yeah, which I'm sure you guys now, will know about. What are the two companies, William? Now, would anyone with? in here know? Mike's. Mike's. Mike's cannolis. And... Bovers. Uh-oh, there's a clap over there. Oh, oh hey. That's oh. the one. And we'll be the judges of that. Hey. And your name is what, Bova? Emily Bova? Are you? <laughs> She's like, well, that's the winner. <laughs> Billy, I'm going to jump into a tiny little thing about cannolis. And could you maybe be mother? Well, oh, I do yes, that. Do you guys know what being mother is? It means, which is slightly sexist, to be fair. When someone's, you know, in Britain, maybe serving cakes or tea, and they say, shall I be mother? That means, shall I serve the cakes and the tea? I know, isn't that sexist? You should say something like... It's also sexy. It is quite sexy. <laughs> anyway, the history of the cannoli is a reflection of the variety of cultures and people that throughout the centuries have inhabited Sicily as a strong symbol representing Italian heritage. The cannoli has a unique and rich history. The traditional version of the cannoli originated in Palermo, 
Italia. In this time, Sicily was under Arab rule, and making traditional food stands was, was important for the locals. So many accounts point to the Sicilian city of Palermo. Lovely. Thank you. But the filling may have first been created by ancient Arabic people. So it's a combination of those two things. Well, sometimes that happens, does it, Dom? Like, I don't, um, are you making, giving us more? That's a, oh, this is for the audience. I'm going to give Lovely. some to some people in the audience Lovely. here because we've got quite a lot of cannoli here. As a show of hands in the audience, um, how many people regularly eat a cannoli? Oh, it's... Oh, yeah, quite a few people eat a cannoli. Just, just under half the audience. I mean, it's a, it's a rich kind of cake, right? Made famous in the Godfather, first Godfather film, obviously, uh, Leave the Gun, Take the Cannoli, which is a famous line, one of the most famous lines in that, in that film. Um, and you, that? you and I only had our first ever cannoli the last time we were here, do you remember? Not, not in Boston, but yeah. the last time we did a convention, they First were actually... First time ever having a cannoli. And what you were saying about, like, Middle East and... What know, are you doing? I'm making cannoli. <laughs> I would say put them all on one plate and the people can just come... Oh, You're doing it individually. Oh, my yeah. God. And, uh, the way your you know, mind works. That What's going on now? <laughs> I'm so that they can try the one each. Right, go on. Give us that one. The lovely people at Fan Expo, lovely people at Fan Expo, actually got us all, or, or got the people backstage, some cannolis to try. And we loved them, didn't we? Yeah. Are you off out? I'm out. I'll do a little bit more reading. Um, cannoli expert, yeah. Now, what, what do you guys want to know? Who invented the first cannoli? Or what is in the name cannoli? Which is what's the most interesting? Who, who invented the first or the name? The name, the name. We'll do the name. In Italian, cannoli is a plural name whose singular form is a cannolo. So if you have one cannolo, it's this, and then these are cannolis. It is a diminutive of canna, which means a... <laughs> which means a cane-like reed, such as sugar cane. The form cannolis has a very rare plural form, but also cannolo is widely accepted as a singular form. These delicious dish, dishes are now favorites all over Italy and Boston, where they are known as cannoli siciliani, meaning Sicilian cannolis. And then it says here, what does a river reed have to do with a pastry? The key is in the shape. Early pastry chefs used to use these reeds to shape their dough before putting them in Oil to fry. Amazing. Nowadays, for hygienic reasons, you won't find cannolis made with river reeds. No. Even in the most authentic Italian restaurants. I would think they would use something metallic. Yeah. Canes have been replaced, replaced by special steel cylinders. Mm -hmm. Lovely, William. They are probably more healthy and practical. Chefs at Italian Villa use metal tubes, which are a lot more sanitary. That's kind of boring. Well, should we eat? Has everyone, has people in the crowd got... A choice of a cannoli as well, right? Yeah, so this is Mike's. This is Mike's, Mike's cannoli. cannoli right. Which I passed Mike's cannoli uh, down at the sort of... It seems like an Italian part of town. It looks amazing. What, what's the best restaurant there? Pizza? There's a restaurant That's called a restaurant. Pizza? I'm going there. Yeah. I wonder what they serve. <laughs> now, would it, is, what's the best kind of classic... Drink with a cannoli. Is it cannoli and coffee? Cannoli and tea? Is that espresso, you say? Mm. Lovely. Italian. I'd like that with an espresso, actually, Dom. This is good. 
Oh, well, good. What are you doing, Mike's? Mike's, but it's very, it's very rich, isn't very it? Very nice, but there's, there's a hint what? of cinnamon. I'm not a fan. Ah, you don't like cinnamon, yeah? But hey, the, mm. Billy's ability to um, sniff out or taste cinnamon is profound because we'll we'll be eating something and I'll say, "What do you think?" And he'll say, "Too much cinnamon in that," and I'll say, "I can't taste any cinnamon." I've got a very refined palate. Maybe that's uh, your superhero power or a, or a spell that I, I thought it was. You. My finger becomes a hand, and then a finger. Right, are we scoring these individually or as a group? And I need to take the other one. All right, what's the other one called? Right, hold on. This is uh, Bovas. Bovas, which the young lady over there absolutely loves. It's easier to remember, Mike's. Also, I would, I would say right. the Bova one yeah. comes with a dark chocolate, which is already a little extra that this guy, Mike's, don't have, which is kind of cheating. Do you know what I mean? But let's see. Mm. Oh. Mm. Mm. Oh. Oh. <laughs> oh, God. Do you prefer that one? Not, not telling you yet. Mm. <laughs> Is everyone else enjoying their cannolis? I'm going to just try the inside of the cannoli. Yeah, the cannoli cream. Mm. I'll do the same. Mm-hmm. Hang on. Okay, hold on. Bova. Oh, I'm torn. I'm torn because I think I like the cream in one, but the pastry in another. Oh, God. I know. That's quite contrary, isn't it? I'm going to try the pastry. I'm getting really into this. This isn't like, I'm not messing around here. I'm not trying to entertain you people. I'm honestly trying to work out what's the best cannoli. Mike's founded in 1946. 46? Mm. I'm trying to find out when, when Bovas were founded, but I've got no information there. Any idea? Oh, wait, 1926. 26? 20 years earlier, so they're the oldest. All right, well, let's give it some scores. When was the First World War? 1914, is that right? Well done. Tremendous knowledge. Yeah, no, I'm good. Um, right, Dom. Oh, are we, for God's sake, can you answer this question? Are we scoring them individually or as a group? This is like three or four times. Individually, but quickly individually. Okay. Individually. Mike's flavour, taste. For no, me. So individually together. Okay. So taste for Bova and Mike. Mike and then Bova. Okay. This is a tough one because I prefer the filling in Mike's, but the pastry in the Bova. But I'm going to go Mike's eight, Bova 8.2. Very close. It's a tough one. I'm going to go Mike, 7.5, Bova, 9.2. Oh, you loved it. You loved it. And aesthetics. Uh, well, aesthetics, I think, unfortunately, because Bova came with kind of a dipped dark chocolate end, it's just a little more pleasing on the eye. So for, <laughs> don't you think? <laughs> Wouldn't you say? Well, I don't know. Well, so for me, that's, I'm going to give the Bova a seven and the Mike's a six. Because, you know, it's kind of a sausage shape. There's nothing well, I, to write home about. No, I like the shape. Oh. <clears throat> and uh, I, I think it's a very attractive thing, a cannoli. And, um, but I think Mike looks more like a classic cannoli, which I want a cannoli to look like. That's true. I'd agree with that. So I'm going to give Mike an 8.5 on aesthetics. Right. 
But Bova, I'm only giving because they messed around with it too much. Mm. A 7.8. Yeah. Because Mike's looks like the boat, the uh, cannoli in the Godfather film, and that's the one that you kind of want, isn't that's it? That's the one you know I mean? want. We all want to be in the Godfather. But it doesn't taste as good. Yeah. Now, usefulness. How useful is a cannoli? I'm sure you must... Is there a cannoli ice cream flavour? Yeah? You guys have that here? Would you do like a cake so you could put cannoli on top of a cake? Cannoli, cannoli chips. Cannoli chips? Really? What make them savoury? Ice cream. Use Dip. it as the spoon. Love that. A creme brulee. Creme brulee. Cannoli at Bova's. That's a tongue twister right there. Yeah. I love a creme brulee. Love I it. I do love a creme brulee. Has it got a hard top on it? Oh. But is it, is it solid on the top? Can you crack it? Yeah, that defines a creme brulee. Yeah, I know it defines it, but sometimes people will mess with things, as we noticed with the Bova Caroli. Yeah. yeah. Well, it's quite useful. Also, but, relatively portable, you know? You can, like, hold it in your hand, maybe put five or six of them in a Tupperware box, exactly. bring it to a football game. If you've got a good triangle... Triangle? Rectangle. <laughs> if you've got a good-shaped rectangle box, two cannolis wide and five cannolis long... Brilliant. You could fit easily 28 cannolis. Yeah. That's but I think they are quite useful. Kids love them. Old people love them. People love them. <laughs> <laughs> usefulness. People have loved them since 1928 and, I, and before. I think it's a usefulness score for the two of them because yeah. they're, because they're both kind of the same. Yeah. I'm going to give it a usefulness score of... I'll give it an eight. That's quite good, though. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I, I can't say it's that useful. I mean, I can oh, always... come on. Only. <laughs> I mean... I'll, I'll give it a 7.2, Tom. Oh. I'll give it a 7.2, but it's a good... That's a couple of good cannolis. I'm yeah. just going to take the inside of this one. Take that. Ah. Well, we're getting close to being run out, running out of time. Yeah, Guys, if you, if you are hanging out for the rest of the convention and you're coming to see either Billy or I today and you did have a question that we didn't get a chance to answer, please come out, ask us it when we're signing stuff for you. Thanks for all your support. Thanks for wearing the T-shirt and the merch. Thanks for listening to the show. Thank you, thank you. We really Thank appreciate you. it. Of course, you can uh, get in touch with us in all the ways that you want. And even if you don't listen to this show or your friends don't listen to the show, just get them to subscribe because the more people subscribe, the more, <laughs> the more we can, we can make, make it because we don't want to get to a point where we say, oh, guys, we can't make it. Anymore. Yeah, and you're off, you're off in Ireland doing whatever it is you're doing. Exactly. Hey, thanks a lot for coming. Thanks. Waiting on a tax return? Hopefully it ends up in your hands. Fraudulent tax returns due to identity theft increased by 30% in 2023. If you're in a bind this tax season, LifeLock can help. Our U.S.-based restoration specialists are experts dedicated to helping solve your identity theft issues. And all LifeLock plans are backed by the Million Dollar Protection Package. So we'll reimburse you up to the limits of your plan if you lose money due to identity theft. Help protect your information this tax season with LifeLock. Save up to 25% your first year at LifeLock.com aware. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car, before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Thanks for being so supportive. And we'll see you around. Thank you.
Thank you. Thanks very much. Enjoy the rest of the convention. Thanks for coming. Harmonize with me and hold me tight all through the night. You're shining bright. I'm your oyster, baby. You're my pearl. The JCPenney Friends and Family Sale is back. And this week, we're passing the savings on to you. Use your extra 30% off coupon to prep your home and style your family for Easter. That's extra savings on top of our great low prices. Plus, share your coupon with everyone you know and love. It's always better when we save together. JCPenney. Make everybody count. Offer valid 311 through 317. Exclusions apply. See store or jcp.com for details. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Chumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to Chumbacasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.